Hello and welcome back to a special episode of the Becoming Fully Human podcast. Today's episode is pretty pretty heavily inception vibes. So I wrote an article on my website. For the first time in two years, I published a new article called Grappling with Openness. And this article explores my thoughts about sharing, particularly as it relates to my romantic partnership, about letting in, you know, the online world through the podcast, through Instagram, through my website, um, letting people into my personal life in that way. And so what started as an article evolved into a Substack audio, which is about 27 something minutes. And my Substack is a paid membership. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm much more open. I let people in to my, to my psyche, to my thought process, to just a deeper level of a more personal level of how I think. And so I, I wrote the article, which turned into an audio exploration. And I decided to actually share that audio um, to all my mailing list. Usually it's just to the subscribers of Substack. But I realized that this audio really is an extension of the article and both really being the tip of the iceberg in terms of what is possible on this subject when it comes to sharing and openness and why we share what we share. And yeah, I'll keep this intro relatively short because it gets into it in the the coming audio. But yeah, this was intended for Substack. It's kind of a preview, I guess, of what other things you may find behind the paywall. If you're interested, you can um, I'll link to my Substack in the show notes. And yeah, I really hope you enjoy. I highly suggest reading the article first if you're interested. Um, it'll give you more context into this audio. I will also link to the article in the show notes. So if you are interested, give that a read first, and then you can give this a listen. And if you want to subscribe to my Substack, um, you'll find a link in the show notes as well. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to another Substack ramble. I thought I would speak to the article that I just posted on my website um, called Grappling with Openness. And before I even talk about the subject itself, I thought I'd talk about the fact that I haven't posted an article on my website since, let's see, like September 20th, 2020. That's two years ago, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I have done a lot of things on my website and I guess really transitioned into this new chapter of my life where I'm working more with people in person, spending a lot of time in Mexico. Really, I was, you know, hosting aesthetic dance and women's retreats and and focusing on the podcast more. And I don't even really know what my point is, but I, I guess that's kind of part of these Substack rambles is just to speak out loud. But yeah, it's been interesting to to have that running in the background. This idea that I have a website and that I am a writer. 
and that there are so many only so many hours in the day and I write a lot for clients that is my main source of income and luckily I write for clients that are relatively aligned with my views and that give me quite a bit of freedom in terms of using my own voice but at the end of the day there's still clients I'm still writing for other people and they have their own agendas in terms of how they monetize my words meaning like they're not paying me with no return obviously they are selling products or they are at least drawing in an audience to the like to funnel towards buying you know things services products which yeah like i said i i've i feel grateful to be working for people who are selling things that i do believe in right i and i i guess that lives on a spectrum we can even unpack that that i would for example never write for big pharma i would never write for coca-cola i would never write for uh, millions of companies really out there that just feel so out of alignment and out of integrity in terms of what I believe is important in the world, what my values are. But as I've grown in the past, I guess, lifetimes, but really it feels in the past maybe five years, my understanding of what it means to be healthy and what it means to be human has transformed. And how we generate health that has completely transformed to the point where some of the companies I write for I can feel this like you know building tension of is this still an integrity although they are selling natural supplements for example um, I can see that a lot of the things being peddled in the natural industry and the natural health industry right using um, using a plant instead of a pharmaceutical to heal, I say that in air quotes, I believe that for a long time. And I'm at a point now in terms of my relationship to my body and health where I no longer believe in prescribing anything in a, in a blanket way that is congruent with the world of marketing. Like the nature of the world of marketing is wanting to have a big as possible an audience for your product, ideally the whole world. And part of that generates bullshit because, I mean, we, we see this in, in the multi-level marketing schemes, right? Where, for example, um, what's that essential oil company, Young Living, or the Kangen water machines, which I was entangled with for a while many years ago. You, you, I really know it quite better in the, in the Kengan world because these ionizers, people start to spew bullshit. And I don't think it's ill-intentioned. I think it happens subconsciously when we're financially invested in, in selling something. We, we ignore things and we start to bend the truth. Or even we see reality through these like dollar sign glasses where we... But I'll give more specific exa example. The Kangen water machine is not is an ionizer. It's not a water filter. And people who sell it sell it as a water filter. And it does not filter the water. It does not remove the fluoride, for example, of the tap water. And I think people believe 
they want to believe it does and or someone told them down the chain you know of this of this multi-level marketing someone told them that it's a filter and so they bought one and they're very expensive and so to make the money back they're they're buying into much more than just the water machine really you buy into a business because then you can sell them and make money and make money for the people above you so there's really this like incentive to bend the truth or at least see reality as it serves your intention which is you know to make money and of course to help people don't get me wrong a lot of people who get into the world of business do it to help a lot of the companies that I write for uh, in the world of natural health are I do believe have the right intention but similarly to the multi-level marketing as soon as we're trying to sell something we have a very hard time to be like it's very hard to not be biased and towards our product towards our beliefs yeah maybe even one step back towards our beliefs in general once we believe things as human beings it's very hard to see the other side and of course that's what keeps us asleep unconscious suffering like living in in what the spiritual gurus call maya like this world of duality above in the world above duality being enlightenment and where we can like see a situation for what it is without needing to project right or wrong onto it anyways i went down a rabbit hole there my point was that although i get to write for clients that i i do think are are have the intention of doing the right thing I'm becoming more aware than ever that my words and my time for me to stay in integrity, I have to be very mindful of how I spend my time and who I write for because I I know that when I I write for clients, it takes up a, a part of my day, it takes up a part of my week or my month and I I feel deeply that when I speak without the financial incentive of a client I'm a much clearer channel to truth and I can share things that I think personally are much more valuable to the world and built into that is the reality of living in a world where things cost money and so having to to still have an income and not just be able to share you know unlimited amounts of information for free on my website because at the end of the day I need to eat and I need to have I need to pay rent all that good stuff which is one of the really cool things about Substack and one of the reasons I'm so grateful for your support if you're listening to this is that it offers me an opportunity to spend time doing what I feel is much more in service of my mission and my truth and allows me to operate out of a deeper sense of integrity than than in other realms of writing and and yeah so i haven't written for my website in a while and of course that being like some of my outlets that are still free and deeply in integrity like my podcast and yeah doing doing a bunch of other things but not actually focusing on writing for my website and it felt so good to press publish on this article and article being grappling with openness it's an article that started 
um, with the intention of speaking about why I don't want to share too much about my romantic relationship, which I will share more about on Substack. He and I actually, my partner and I are going to record the story of how we met together and we will share it here on Substack. So hopefully that is something you can look forward to. It's a pretty great story. Um, but yeah, the, the concept of grappling with openness in, in, the, in the online realm where, you know, I can't even imagine having millions of followers, right? And wanting to, and having to grapple with that, with what you share and how much you share and when you share it and how you share it. That is a whole other, yeah, that's a whole other story. But the micro still exists within the macro. Like, despite some people having millions of followers, for me, having, you know, the thousands that I do still is so unnatural. Like, it is not natural for that many people to have information about your your private life. And particularly because it's just not a two-way street, there's something that happens when you convey information to a, a person in real life and you get to you know, engage with their reaction, and they can respond to it. And it's a kind of authenticity that is quite beautiful. And in my real life, like in my 3D, you know, not the online world, so many people know about this relationship. I, in fact, in Mexico, when I was living in Oaxaca, before he and I even met in person, which is something I touch about on this article, in this article, I told so many people about my partner. Like I I was I really am super open in real life. But something happens online where there's this like you kind of throw it into the abyss and you have no idea who's reading it, how they're interpreting it. It's not a two-way street anymore. And it is very as like a as a human being, as a part of nature, it, it, the internet introduces something into nature that just doesn't exist in 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 the fact that like we are nature right like we've 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 put this thing into nature that is artificial and how we respond to it as a natural being is completely new and so i think despite being so open in real life the internet just yeah it throws a a whole new spin on things that i am very mindful of because of how important and sacred this relationship is to me and so the article kind of evolved into just this exploration into how we how we share why we share and how important it is to really be curious about the intention behind how and why we share because the difference in outcomes is night and day it is it's the difference between creating and generating deep integrity and magnetism and generating this like repelling you know victim-based mentality just kind of leaving people with a bit of like sourness in their mouth you know I I touched on this at the end of the article and it's something I've been exploring lately the the idea that of sharing um like testimonials or people's response to our work because a lot of people do it and in of itself, it's not a good or bad thing. But the way in which you share these testimonials of like, if you work with a client as a life coach or as a therapist or as a 
um, whatever, a fitness coach, how it lands to me, it, it, it's completely different based on the intention that you can literally feel even through a screen of someone sharing in their power or someone sharing out of desperation. And I think it kind of relates to this idea that like, do you ever really need to to talk yourself up, right? You know, if someone says like, uh, oh my, uh, this is funny, like the, around the corner, there's like a, a big banner that says like the best burger in town. Like, does the best burger in town ever need to call itself the best burger in town? In fact, can it even call itself the best burger in town? Because the the best burger in town speaks for itself. You know, it's it, it it's like you reach this degree of success where like real success is people talking about your success. It's not you talking about your own success. And I think part part of that those are like the energetics of sharing, right? Of why we share. And if we're sharing because it's like, look, look, I did something. Like I look, I did something that someone liked. And I want you to know about it because I want you to like me. You know, that energy versus like the energy of people talking about your work because your work has changed their life. It's, it's, it's nuanced. And I think back to the point of nothing being innately good or bad, how we share and why we share, it's all about intention. Like it, sharing about your personal life or your your romantic partnership isn't innately good or bad and won't innately have an outcome just because you share or don't share. But it's about really tuning into the intention of why you're opening up to somebody else and letting someone else into your psyche, into your world, into your your reality and and only doing it from a place of empowered, like of a, from an empowered place. And when it comes to my romantic relationship <clears throat> I really want to let the online world in I, I have no doubt that eventually I I will and we will because we want to host retreats and there's just this deep sense of like something's brewing you know between the two of us in the realm of of serving people and helping people and and he and I share similar values and desires to help inspire and reconnect people to their, to their why. And I mean, so many things. So I have no doubt that down the line, it will be unavoidable to, to be open and, you know, completely open in the online realm about our relationship. But right now, that's this that's the point of the article is kind of to explore the sacredness of the new and wanting to protect things and even just grappling with ego in terms of like why we hide things or why we share things and really getting clear on how neither are good or bad but really needing to understand the why behind our actions and so yeah that's there's just a lot i guess in terms of posting this article it's been a few years and and yeah, letting people into the reasons why I, not even necessarily the reasons why I do what I do, because even as I write this article, so much of what 
we think drives our decision making is actually our nervous system and like is your nervous system does it feel safe enough in the world to even relax into the the possibility of making a conscious choice like if your nervous system is wired for being hyper vigilant or you know avert averting from anything that might be um, dangerous or scary then we can't even actually make conscious choices so as I write this I still I'm so aware that so much of my own desire to open up and let people in or keep things private and closed off like has to do with my capacity to even hold either outcome there's so much to explore in in all the decisions that we make and how we engage in the world with the world in the world and every time we add another person to the mix be it a romantic partner a friend a child or the entire like realm of the online world which is what infinite people technically we have to factor in the wants and needs of other people, of our capacity to hold this new truth. There's so much There's so much to factor in. And so, yeah, I, I hope the article, what I hope it does is inspires people to just question why they do what they do and realize that you can't take things back, you know, once you've set them openly out into the world, whether that be your words your thoughts, your personal life, there's just, you can't actually undo things. And so, wow, even as I speak, I realize I might have to add to this article because it also exists in partnership. Like it exists in a one-on-one dynamic with sharing your thoughts with other people. Like, here's an example. In partnership, in romantic partnership, if something our partner is doing annoys us and how easy would it be to be like well i'm going to be open because openness is always you know openness is a value of mine of being truthful that concept of truth like what is truth is truth telling your partner absolutely everything that goes through your mind because i know for a fact that a lot of what goes through our mind is projection So if something my partner does annoys me, let's say he, um, let's say he comes in with muddy boots and puts them at the door, you know, takes his boots off and leaves mud all over the floor, which is not a real example because he's probably cleaner than I am. But, you know, so this idea that a very simple act, he comes through the door and leaves mud all over the ground and, and my belief is like you know he should clean that up it's disrespectful um it's extra work or whatever someone who doesn't think about the why behind openness and truthfulness right letting people in and telling people everything that's on our mind it'd be easy to justify well i need to communicate communication you know everyone's all about communication and communicating everything but in that dynamic, my need for him to behave differently is 100% a projection of my own narcissism because the story I've told myself about what him leaving his 
muddy boots on the ground means about me, about our dynamic, about the world, about our home. You know, there's all these running programs that would would suggest that, well, he doesn't love me. If he does this, he's expecting me to clean it or he doesn't value our home. And, you know, he's just there's all these these programs that people have built into what other people's behavior means about them and about their relationship and so then in being open about that we're actually just projecting our story onto somebody else and expecting them to be exactly like us so in this (laughs) fake scenario If my story is, well, if he loved me, he would pick up his boots. Or if he loved me, he would, you know, clean up the mess. It takes just a couple of seconds to dismantle that argument if you are, again, in somatically calm enough. Like, when we get triggered by someone else's behavior, it's very difficult to see reality as it is. We have all our projections and then the trigger happens and then basically we can't unwind or unsee and unbelieve the things that we believe so we have the story that if he loved me he wouldn't leave his boots at the door well i mean and this is the work of so many people byron katie's work is it true like is it true that if he loved me he wouldn't leave his boots at the door and and then you can unpack that well what are all the ways he shows me he loves me and you could probably list out a million and and you can flip it around him leaving his boots at the door is a sign that he loves me and it's like meditate on that because well he feels comfortable enough in our home to you know to not have to make it perfect you know when you first start dating someone and everyone has to be you know perfect and you would never want them to see you do that or behave like that or do all your little quirks of who you are as a person. So like in a way, maybe him leaving his muddy boots at the door is actually a sign that he feels comfortable and safe in our home and that he loves me. And so, so yeah, our, our need to be open, the, the concept of openness, it, it, it's not black and white. It's all about the intention. Is this, is this openness truly coming from a place of my empowered highest self? Wanting to share something with the world and be open because I believe it's going to be in service of the world, in service of my partnership, in service of this stranger that I want to tell something to? Or is it coming from my shadow self and my fears and my wounds? And there's just, yeah, there's so much there that we have to unpack and be curious about before we just put things out into the world and yeah I mean even as I record this I I realize there's just so much to it there's so much to sharing and there's so much that can't be unsaid and undone so really tuning into our intention is everything it it makes the difference between what what generates magnetism and what generates literally the opposite and i had to google the opposite of magnetism i think it was repulsion what draws people towards us the right kinds of people that we you know theoretically want around us or repels them is it's 100 rooted in integrity and integrity takes time to cultivate it takes curiosity and it takes making mistakes i it's funny, I, I remember vividly being in high school and 
being in a friend's backyard she had a big party and she yelled at me I forget what I did but she yelled at me everyone was super drunk you know she she yelled like Cam you just you never have a filter do you or something along those lines like you need a filter you need to develop a filter and it landed like so strangely and I really sat with it for years that part of part of what makes my work possible is my extremely high degree of openness and as I learn to fine-tune and step into greater degrees of integrity I realize that you can only be as open while remaining in integrity like that it they're both must be present and so Although once upon a time I thought that everything and anything could be shared or should be shared and that that was being truthful, I realized that so much of what we share is unconscious. So much of how we operate is unconscious. And so in the name of truth, we have to ask ourselves, why am I sharing and how am I sharing it? And is this, is this necessary? Is it loving? is it truthful and like the concept of truth being really such a personal projection and such a in of itself a realm that needs to be explored with curiosity and compassion what our intention is are we trying to share to manipulate are we trying to share to be perceived as better than and maybe why are we emitting are we not sharing because we're afraid of rejection like there's so much there's so much to be explored and yeah I realized that the article is the tip of the iceberg in terms of what and why we share but I hope that I hope that this audio and and the written article which I'll link to I hope they inspire you to grapple with your own degrees of openness and the places in which maybe maybe it's more an integrity to hold back and then the places in which you're holding back that maybe you need to open up a little bit more. Okay, that's it for today. Bye for now.